Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. God with us in this time set apart, in the quiet, in the stillness. May we draw nearer to you and to one another. May your word inspire our lives to act with courage and conviction, to birth new possibilities of peace and mercy into this world. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The reading today is from John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother said to him, They don't have any wine. Jesus replied, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My time hasn't come yet. His mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish cleansing ritual, each able to hold about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some from them and take it to the head steward. And they did. The head steward tasted the water that had become wine. He didn't know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The head steward called the groom and said, Everyone serves the good wine first. They bring out the second-rate wine only when the guests are drinking freely. You kept the good wine until now. This was the first miracle sign that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. First events and stories are typically quite important. They set the tone. They help the reader anticipate what is to come. They shape expectations. First events matter. Each of the four Gospels begins with some kind of introduction an encounter with John the Baptist, and then some form of calling of the first disciples. Then each gospel marks the move to Jesus' ministry by describing a particular act or event. In Mark, the first act or event depicts Jesus casting out an unclean spirit, announcing his intention to stand against all who would keep the children of God from abundant life. In Matthew, the first event of Jesus' public ministry is the Sermon on the Mount, where he teaches the crowds from the hillside. In Luke, Jesus first preaches, announcing his intention to heal and feed and release the captives and bring good news to the poor. First events and stories are quite important. First things matter. They set the tone. Here in John, the first thing Jesus does is go to a wedding. How different from the other three Gospels. No healing, no preaching, no teaching, just a wedding. Of course, Jesus doesn't only attend the wedding, he saves the celebration. Turning water into wine, his first miracle. Hashtag Jesus the bartender. It's a curious and unexpected first event. An even more unexpected first miracle. Why? Why begin here? 
What tone does he set for his life? What can the reader anticipate? Perhaps the answer is found in the Gospel writer's prologue, where John writes, From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. So not just grace, mind you, but grace upon grace, an abundance, a plethora of grace, in other words. And this is the reality in today's story. To run out of wine at a first century wedding would not have been simply embarrassing, but disastrous. Wine was associated with blessing, joy, goodness, and the harvest. To run out of wine at a first century wedding would have felt like a curse, like you'd run out of blessing, as though you had been forsaken. And Jesus doesn't simply offer enough wine to cover the remaining hours of the celebration. No, he turns six enormous stone water barrels into wine, providing more wine, more blessing, than the wedding guests could have possibly consumed during the celebration. And perhaps most importantly, as the head steward acknowledges, it's the best wine they had ever drank. Of course it was. So what's the takeaway from today's story? What's it asking of us? What's it showing us? Where's the story directing our lives? Enrollment in bartending school? <laughs> Drink more wine? What? For me, the story hinges on Mary. Of course it does. Specifically, Mary's statement, they have no wine, which is a line we hear every day in various iterations. They have no money. She has no hope. He has no food. I have no strength. She has no options. They live in the margins. There's no justice for them. Everything has fallen apart. We are in trouble. There is need in their lives. I'm lonely. She's been abandoned. Help me. I'm afraid. Regardless of how we, individually and collectively, hear Mary's statement, they have no wine, we are surrounded by similar circumstances of scarcity and hopelessness every day of our lives. How we enter into those circumstances, our first actions, our first words, matter. They set the tone for our life. And I suspect for many of us, like Jesus in today's story, we too may be reluctant to enter into circumstances not our own. Perhaps we feel helpless, uncertain, overwhelmed, or even afraid. We may even feel apathetic. However, none of those feelings or thoughts are reflective of the God we worship nor justifiable excuses to not enter into the circumstances of those in need, especially if we have the cap capability to transform scarcity into abundance, hopelessness into hope. So, 
What's the takeaway from today's story? What's it asking us? What's it showing us? Where's the story directing our lives? I believe, like Jesus, thanks to his Jewish mother, we too have the power to shape the narrative. We too can enter into the circumstances of others' lives. We too can alleviate burdens and offer grace where there is only scarcity. Now, I realize today's story is anchored in the first of Jesus' miracles. And for many of us, miracles may feel a bit intimidating <laughs> or assigned to the category of magic. Here's the thing, though, about Jesus' miracles. They always show us possibility. Jesus' miracles always show us possibility. They show us how to enter into the circumstances of life and how to hope for a better world. Jesus' miracles always, always alleviate suffering and disappointment. Always. And so we are on the same page. This is our job, too. As Christians, this is our job, too. Alleviating suffering and disappointment. We may not be able to turn water into wine, but we can transform scarcity into abundance. We can call forth life where there is only death. We can. You can. And so I wonder, at this point in your life, What's the tone of your narrative? What are your first actions when you encounter need, scarcity, and hopelessness? Does your life's narrative speak of grace upon grace, abundance? Or does it speak of reluctance and fear, scarcity? If the latter, just know that you are the author of your narrative, and you have the power to change the tone of your life's story. Thanks be to God. Amen. <clears throat> I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God to those to whom love is a stranger. <laughs> they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.